Welcome to the Israel Conversation by Massah Leadership and Impact Center, the content engine behind Massah Israel Journey. We bring contemporary, challenging, and compelling Israel issues to light in ways that help us stay connected with what's really going on on the ground. I am your host, Michael Unterberg, here as always with co-host... Liel Zahaviasa. How you doing, Liel? I'm good. How's it going? Thank God. Pretty well. And today we want to talk about the recent... Get some background on the b- recent political controversy about having chametz in hospitals. It seems very strange. And so to help sort of give us some background and explain the broader context of this issue, we have a special guest. Liel, would you please introduce our guest? Sure. So today's guest is Tani Frank. He is the director of the New Center for Judaism and State Policy at the Shalom Hartman Institute. Since 2013, Tani has worked with M.K. Elazar Stern, as a senior consultant for economic and legislative affairs, including the responsibility for drafting bills and promoting ideas on issues of religion and state. Welcome, Tani. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for joining us. It does seem like you're you're the perfect guest for this conversation. For sure. Uh, We'll see about it. So we're very happy to have you. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I wasn't, I didn't say it as a challenge. I was just uh, saying it as, uh, I think it's true. And, and, and we know that at least officially, and without getting into the politics of what was the real reason that Silman has left the coalition and left a 60-60 between the opposition and the coalition, leaving aside the politics, she said her reason was, I guess the enforcement of this rule that guards at hospitals can't check to make sure people aren't bringing chametz into hospitals. Am I, am I understanding that correctly? Um, yeah, well, let's just give a bit of a background for this issue. Um, of course, as you mentioned, Great. maybe it was only an excuse uh, for Stillman to be dropping out of the coalition, but let's uns- we need to understand why is it an, an excuse, what happened there, and, and how right. could, she, could exactly. she use it as an excuse? Um, well, first of all, when you go to a hospital in Israel in Pesach, most of the times you wouldn't be uh, able to, to bring in chametz. That was the case for a long time. Um, there was a protocol, a uh, um, rule set by the chief rabbi that instructed uh, hospital managers and hospital staff um, to instruct their own security guards, the people who are supposed to be safeguarding our lives and check with check bags for guns and armor, um, not to um, accept or even to check if somebody brings in uh, chametz because the chief rabbinant... So if they're, when they're looking for a pistol, they should also look out for sandwiches. Right, right, right. Oh, right. Okay. So, so in Pesach, basically, they asked those security guards who are supposed to be, again, saving our lives. Um, not only to check for guns, but also to check for chametz, for for pita bread, for uh, for lachmania, uh, whatever. Um, that's something that wasn't a rule. It, it only it, it was accepted. The chief rabbinate made it mandatory only a decade ago. Um, it was customary that you don't bring in chametz, or you you try not to. You try to avoid bringing in chametz in Pesach because you know we're in. Jewish state, a lot of people here are observe the Kashrut, observe Pesach, um, Hametz is a symbol, a Jewish symbol. You can say it's a Jewish taboo, maybe close to the Chazir. Um, but, and it's something that... Meaning pig yeah, products. I mean, I mean pig products. And, and when you speak about it, when, when you, you know that in Israel, in Pesach, it's very sensitive. The whole discussion, the whole discourse, 
around bringing Hametz in Pesach, when it comes to um, the public sphere, especially space where you have to be hospitalized somewhere, you know, you can't just pick your own hospital. Usually you just go to the nearest one. Um, so this is some, some, this is a place where every bit of the society of Israel meet. Uh, and they're forced to meet each other. Mm-hmm. That they force, they can't just go to their own neighborhood and I don't know observe their own Shabbat in their neighborhood. But when it comes to Pesach and comes to Chametz in Pesach, there is a rule in Alachikul which is called Bali which uh, which means that the Chametz cannot be seen. And sometimes it is considered um, wrongfully by people that you shouldn't be, mm-hmm. you shouldn't see Chametz at all. It's not true. Allahically mm-hmm. speaking, the rule means that your own chametz should be something that you can mm-hmm. find. So there isn't a problem if somebody eats a bun next to you on the, on on uh, on a, like a park or somewhere else in the street. It's not a problem for you allahically. But when it comes to when I was a little kid, I also misunderstood that, and I would I would watch TV, and there would be commercials for I don't know McDonald's or something, and I would get very scared because I would see chametz on TV, and my teacher had told me. Balyarev, say you can't see it. So I was like, oh no. And I would close my eyes very quickly. But I didn't understand that that's, that's the language of the Bible, but it means you, you can't possess right. the chametz. So, so if it's in your possession, that's why we do a mechilat chametz, selling of the chametz beforehand. Mm-hmm. So if, it, if there's chametz in your possession, it could be found, it couldn't be seen. That's a balyarev, balyarev, But basically, when it comes down to other people's chametz, it's not yours. So you can sell it to a guy, you can sell it to mm-hmm. someone else. You, you don't, it's not a problem. Even if somebody sits next to you... And if I see it, it might make me feel funny, but it's not uh, any problem religiously exactly. for me. But then again, when we speak about symbols, when we speak about public sphere, when we speak about um, not having a, an environment of an atmosphere of, of a holiday, of a hug in Israel, people tend to also not only request not to bring in uh, their own chametz, but also try to avoid seeing or maybe not being next to Chometz um, at all. So when it comes down to the, the chief rabbinate decided that in order to, to be um, even more observant, and as we know, the chief rabbinate in Israel has an ultra-Orthodox stronghold, and their general halachic policy is more strengthened than, than most halachic policies, even Orthodox, other Orthodox halachic uh, policies or perceptions. Um, so they decided for them to be able to make the whole uh, hospital kosher for Pesach, they wouldn't be allowed to, I mean, they would instruct the security guards not to accept and to check even in people's bags for Hamed, which is not reasonable. And what happened is that during the past few years, uh, people started getting, getting into the hospitals and getting their bags uh, checked. And some of them, no, we're not Jewish, and some of them are, were part of the Arab minority in Israel. They're not part of the Jewish halacha. They, they don't need to observe anything. And they wanted to bring in their own pita or their own uh, bread that they want to bring in. And, and we have to understand, it's not only bread. It's not only like the, the specific ingredients. Everything that is not certified by the rabbinate is considered chametz because they don't know what you made at your home. If your home is not kosher, then it's mm-hmm. everything is chametz, even if it's not a chametz product. So basically, people started com- coming in, and you know, for some people to be hospitalized, let's say the hospital food in Israel is not so much 
different than hospital food, general mm-hmm. speaking, everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not the best culinary uh, choice of, uh, of most people. And sometimes the only comfort that someone who has to be hospitalized in a, in a holiday or has to, to be uh, hospitalized for a long period in a hospital is to get food from home or to get food not from the hospital. But the kashrut problem is when chametz is being mixed in the uh, culture with the, with the dishes of the hospital, then it could make them not kosher. So basically what it can do, what it can do, halachically speaking, is make all those dishes for those religious uh, patients not kosher, and that's a kashrut issue. That's why the chief rabbinate didn't take, um, they, they just decided to, like, um, um, not to take any, any uh, precautions and, and to ask the, uh, the security guards not to accept it. Um, people went and came with their chametz, and they, then they understood that they can't do it anymore. And some of them went to the Supreme Court in Israel, Bagatz, filed a petition uh, using the help of some organizations, mostly from um, the more secular, ultra-secular, you can say, uh, parts of the society. And it came down to a Supreme Court ruling eventually, not before um, a long um, attempt to get to a compromise with the chief rabbi. Uh, what happened is that the chief rabbi of Israel uh, didn't accept any compromise. There were some compromises uh, suggested. Mm-hmm. One of them, which I also was involved with, is trying to get um, to just change the dishes for Pesach, change everything. Not for everyone, but um, to use um, to use different dishes for Pesach. So for for religious people, they could use a different set of dishes, and then then it would be the, there won't be the, the problem of maybe mixing chametz with their own dishes. There were a couple of so you're saying uh, of the two problems you say because the way you described it, there were really two issues that the rabbis seem to be worried about. One of them is just the symbolic feeling of seeing the chametz, and one was a legal kashrut issue that they wouldn't feel comfortable eating from plates that had been in contact with chametz. So you're saying, here's a compromise, I'll solve the legal problem, and then everybody will just have to sort of suck it up for the symbolic problem, because that's life in Israel. You have to share the hospital with other people who are stuck in the hospital. Is that the, the yeah, compromise? Yeah, that was the notion of the compromise. You, you have to understand, everyone agreed and everyone accepted that you cannot just check everyone's bag for, for chametz. It's not reasonable, and it's not, the, it's not something that the security guard should do. It's illegal for them to do that. They're, right. they're in charge of, of securing our lives and, and making sure people don't, don't bring in guns to the hospital. They can't just check for other stuff. It's not democratic. It's, not, it's, it's getting into someone's privacy, someone's bag, without a reason. So that was agreed. It's got legal problems, but it also has, I would think, professional problems. In other words, they should be focusing on danger, physical danger, that's, they've been trained and hired for that. Exactly, for that they should uh, focus on, on, on saving lives and not, not on saving someone's uh, kosher um, um, choices. <laughs> um, but then again, it was agreed that that cannot happen. Uh, the Justice Ministry, um, the General Attorney, they all understood that they need to be, there, there has to be uh, a solution found here. They tried a few compromises. They added, we, our compromise was there on the table. Uh, when I worked in Emanetu Avavada, we offered, we, we filed it with Israel Hofshit, which is 
uh, a secular organization together, a religious and a secular organization coming together. Um, we also had um, um, in the hospital rabbi, the rabbi of Ichilov, a hospital in Tel Aviv, who also signed on it and said, this is something that can be worked with halacha, they can work with halacha. And the chief rabbi didn't accept it. Uh, the chief, the general attorney, uh, Mendelblit, also suggested, he's also a religious person who observes Keshrut, observes Chometz in Pesach. He also suggested a different compromise to have different sections, specific sections for Chometz people, for people to eat Chometz in, not to bring it to any, mm-hmm. anywhere else. All those compromises were not, eventually, were not accepted by the chief rabbi, uh, although a lot of people were involved. Um, so the Supreme Court judges said, okay, we can't, we can't just leave it open for the chief rabbinate to set their own rules. If it's not legal, it's not something that can be done. So the ruling was to abolish and to cancel, basically to cancel that chief rabbinate rule and to make it possible for people to bring in chametz and also not to, at least not to make it uh, mandatory for security guards to check in people's bags. So today, mm-hmm. basically, and it's not only from today, the, the chief, uh, the Supreme Court ruling was uh, already, they, they, they signed it two years ago. 2020, two years ago, right? Just after yeah. Pesach of two years ago. So we already passed the Pesach. We passed the Pesach last year without, without any problem. Hospitals, no hospital mm-hmm. losses their Kashrut certification. All hospital, most hospitals in Israel have Kashrut. Even the, I think maybe one or two are not, maybe if they serve um, the non-Jewish minority in Israel. But most of them, uh, obviously the big ones, have Kashrut. They didn't have a problem. That ruling was already in motion. It was implemented. What happened now is that Hadassah um, and hospital, hospital in, U- in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, uh, where there is a lot of people from coming from a more traditional and religious society, you know, ultra orthodox mm-hmm. communities, uh, decided to ask to put up a sign that asks the uh, people coming in, the visitors to the hospitals, to be considerate and to not bring in chametz. They, they didn't say we would check your bags. They didn't say mm-hmm. you aren't allowed bringing in chametz. They just say you should respect and be considerate. And if you can't just not bring in chametz, I don't think it was something very not reasonable. I think it's, you know, you can argue and say that if you're, if you're a secular person, um, being asked that is something that maybe you can't, you can't avoid now and you, and you can't deal with it. But Again, it's not against the ruling. It's asking it as a courtesy, right. as a fellow citizen, not as a rule right. or law. So what happened is following that um, sign, following that decision by the hospital, uh, Minister of Health, who is also the leader of Merit's party, which is a, a more liberal um, left-wing party in Israel, um, decided mm-hmm. to, Nitzan Horvitz, yeah. he decided to send a letter to all hospitals, um, reminding them the ruling from the, the, the Supreme Court ruling from two years ago, um, and that the fact that they cannot ask people not to bring in chametz, although you can say that the ruling wasn't exactly against bringing in, against asking people not to bring in chametz, but not to check mm-hmm. in their bags. So that was, you can say it was something that he did also for his own, uh, let's say, political base. It was 
uh, a PR move, but he didn't expect um, Edith Tillman, which is also, she was the chair of the coalition, but she was also the chair of the health committee. And she has a lot of things going on uh, with uh, the health ministry. Um, that was the reason she came in and said, I can't, I can't bear that. You can't just go against everything that I believe in. And I don't know if she knows when was the ruling exactly or what happened, but she obviously used it, this as an excuse uh, to say, we can't allow people to bring in Hamas to the hospitals, even though that's not what the ruling said. The ruling said that you can't check for people's right. bags. So that's the background. Right. So, and, and do you think that where we are now, that security guards can't check, some hospitals put up a sign saying, please be respectful. Is that where we were basically 10 years ago when, uh, are, are we, aren't we back to the way it was before the chief rabbinate told the security guards to start checking? Well, it, it, well I mean, you have to mention that even before this, um, there was a specific rule by the chief rabbinate, there was a custom not to bring in Hametz to the hospitals, but it wasn't mandatory for the security guards to check. Maybe there were some right. security guards, maybe there were some hospital managers who instructed their security guards to check with the bags, and it was something that they did against the law that they couldn't do it. But once they had um, an official ruling by the chief rabbinate, this was something that uh, um, brought in the, the Supreme Court ruling. I think what, what the Supreme Court ruling made and did is open the choice and the opportunity and the possibility for making specific compromises and specific adjustments to different hospitals. It gave, it gave the hospital managers an option to say, hey, you can't check the bags, but you can still ask people. You can maybe put a Hametz closet. There, there was uh, something that was done in Kfarsaba, in a hospital in Kfarsaba. They put a Hametz closet outside of the security guard's um, place and, 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 and just ask people, that, you know, you can put it here. We'll save it for you. And when you come back, you can take it. Um, there were mm -hmm. a lot of possible solutions to the situation that wouldn't they, they they couldn't be implemented once you had that instruction by the rabbinate. But once the ruling happened, it actually opened the gate for uh, more compromises locally or specifically in different hospitals. Can I ask you a more general question, just about the fact that here in Israel we have so many conflicts around religion and state democracy. Why is and why does everything come to such a crux when it comes to specifically chametz in the hospitals? It seems like that is such a, a topic that reappears each year, and it and it emphasizes this tension. And I mean, I think about so many other so many other things that happen in Israel that could we could have the same conversation about those things, or we make 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 the same big deal about those things. But do you have a sense of why it's specifically hospitals during Pesach? Well, I, th I think this issue combines. Some, some different components of, of the tension between religion, state, Judaism, and state in Israel. I think, first of all, it comes down to a very uh, symbolic, um, it's, a, it's a great symbol. You know, Pesach is a symbol. Um, Hametz is, a, like I said before, is a Jewish taboo. It's something that, you know, as a religious person, you're being brought up, brought up and, and, and like Michael mentioned from his own experience, when you see chametz, chametz is something that is, you know, you should be avoided. You shouldn't even look at it. You shouldn't, it could be found. It's not something that you just avoid eating. It's not, you know, something not kosher in a restaurant. 
this is something that is comes down to the basic notion of how you how you practice your Judaism um, and I have to also mention it's also something that is is part of the more broader consensus in Israel there are some Jewish symbols in Israel that are consensus you know a lot of people if you talk about Pesach are having a seder uh, something about more than 90 percent mm-hmm. of Jewish population in Israel is having some sort of a seder so yeah some of them might mm-hmm. have Hamas in their seder but they would have a seder but not so many. Not so many. Most of them would have the seder kilchata kilchato as, as mm-hmm. like like halachas means. But but most of them see um, uh, Yom Kippur, for instance, as a symbol. So when it comes to those symbols, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to you know talk about the details and have like um, a detailed and objective public discourse. It goes down, and and politicians know to use that sentiment of this is something that belongs, mm-hmm. this is something that you can't even talk about. So once you talk about having Hamas put in uh, a hospital, which is something, it's, it's, an also, it's also a component of this issue because hospitals are maybe the last, part of the last places that the entire Israeli society meet. They have to meet. It's someone you're forced to be in. You don't choose to be in. You know, even, even schools in Israel, you have different, uh, education schools. Mm-hmm. So, so you have the world orthodox, they have their own. We always talk about the army as a as a melting pot, but not everybody's exactly. in the army. Most Arabs aren't in the army. Most Haredim aren't in the army, but everybody's in the hospitals, both as uh, patients, but also as exactly. staff. So, so the army might be another space, but but it's not close to the hospitals. I have to say, you have um, this is something that didn't uh, cause a lot of ten- attention right now, but there is another petition to the Supreme Court about Hametz in the army right now by some soldiers mm-hmm. that decided they also want to bring in Hametz to the army bases, which is something going to also bring us uh, more Hametz discussions in the few next uh, Passovers. But, but yeah, when you talk about the hospital system in Israel, this is something for everyone to meet in. This is maybe one of the last spaces, public spaces, that everyone should you know, try to get along and need to get along. So this is a symbolic issue against somewhat, somewhat of a public place that you can't just disallow people to bring in their own stuff if it's not something that has to do with life, uh, with, with guarding your life. Um, so this comes together. And I have to say uh, also that it was convenient before Pesach. This was the timing of, this was the, the, timing of the political crisis didn't happen because of Pesach. It happened be, they used the Pesach excused for the political uh, crisis. And maybe another component is that, you know, health became something somewhat of a more um, crucial thing for our lives since COVID. This is something the health system is being uh, focused on in terms of regulation and policies. And it's, I mean, it's even more than usual, more than let's say three or four years ago. So you can see it. This discussion also comes up with other other public sphere issues like Shabbat sometimes. Um, and when it comes down, by the way, when it comes down to public sphere issues, you can see that even this government that tried to solve some of the issues, some of the conflict of Judaism and state in Israel, didn't even get to those specific. Um, didn't didn't even find a compromise. Didn't find a solution to some of those uh, problems. For instance, if you take Shabbat in the public sphere, it's obvious there is a very much, a, lo- a very long-standing tension 
regarding how do you operate on Shabbat, specifically in terms of public transportation and, and opening businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's something that... Road work. Road work, right? And it's something that um, it's not surprising that even this government, which is comprised of religious, non-religious, right-wing, left-wing, uh, even an Arab um, um, minority party, um, didn't even get to any compromise around this issue. Public sphere issues are the most difficult ones, especially if you want to talk about it in the Knesset, which is a more heterogenic uh, space. You know, I always give the example. Um, Moshe Gafni, which is the chief, the chair of, of the ultra-Orthodox party, Yaduta Torah, and Tamar Zandberg, which is a prominent uh, merits leader from Tel Aviv, they don't meet in a hospital. Maybe they meet in a hospital, but most, of, most chances they won't go to the same hospital. They don't meet in a grocery shop. They don't share the same physical space. Um, and when it comes to solutions, by the way, that's why we um, advocate for giving more responsibilities to the local communities. And when we talk about the health system, mm-hmm. I think what the, again, what the Supreme Court ruling has done is giving more responsibilities, more, uh, I mean, bringing more power to the hospital managers to solve their own solutions locally. Mm-hmm. And you think that the, the difficulty arises in your analysis from when the chief rabbinate is saying, we're going to use our power broadly across the whole country for a one-size-fits-all ordered solution, as opposed to you think it's more healthy when each hospital sort of addresses the problem on their own. Right. Well, let's first say that, I mean, even even if you think about one solution, you can't choose a non, in a, in a legal, illegal solution. I mean, the solution that they chose yeah. was not reasonable at all to any hospital. So that that's not something, I mean... Because, and let's spell it out, why is it so unreasonable, like in a democracy... If you're if you're if the security guard's already there looking in your bag and he sees a sandwich, just so what? So just say you can't come in with a sandwich. At the airport, they tell you you can't bring a water bottle. Well, again, you ca- you can't bring a water bottle because of security issues. If you have a security issue with a pita right. bread, then you should say you can't bring this bag- baguette in because it's too big and it's gonna be it's gonna get someone chaos. So maybe you have some gun in it. This is not an issue. Everyone understands it. You can't just check in people's bags. It's a privacy issue. It's a democratic issue. You can't check it if you don't have a good enough reason. And a good enough reason is is a life-threatening issue. Um, so obviously, it's something that you can't choose as as a one um, rule set of rule for everyone. This this shows how much the chief rabbinate is extreme today. But even if you take, even if you say, all right, let's let's just pick out another solution for everyone. I think that when it comes to it, it comes down to it, eventually we have different kinds of communities in Israel. They have different kinds of locations. So you need to have like the basic rule for everyone. Like for instance, we have, everyone needs to know that you can eat in a hospital in Pesach. Even the most religious person mm-hmm. should know that there is a kashrut. You know, maybe it's not the most uh, mm-hmm. strict kashrut there is, the most mehazan kashrut, but there is a kashrut. Religious Muslims also should know exactly, that exactly. Every religion. every religious uh, person, even if they're Jewish or not, should know that they can eat in a hospital. That's something basic. But when it comes down to checking in your bag, and if you do something that is not a problem, allegedly speaking, for someone else, there could be there, there should be solutions found. Maybe for a hospital that has most of their patients from from religious communities, 
they can have a sign there which doesn't um, it only asks people to be uh, to, to, to consider other patients respectful, respectful. Yeah. maybe for other maybe for more uh, secular places it's something that wouldn't be respectful for their own kind maybe it wouldn't be it, it's something that wouldn't be accepted in Tel Aviv for instance but there can, you can find other solutions so when it comes down to it mm-hmm. I think that yes you can regu- when you regulate it you need to set a standard a basic standard for everyone to be able to enjoy and to not you not enjoying hospital but you have you, you can you can stay, stay in a hospital in a manner that respects your own religious practice but you can't force other people um, in a non-democratic way not to bring in Hamas just because you think this is would be this will make sure that, that I don't even see it because of a symbolic issue. Right. I, I think going back to the security guard um, conversation, I just think that there's some people in Israel who do feel that protecting uh, physically and security-wise protecting a hospital is just as important as protecting the hospital from bringing chametz into it, right? And there's people who that that is what their values are their values are and i think that's maybe where the tension lies in terms of like having a, this jewish state that that we're we're talking about right where um where there's some people we want to live in this democracy we have other people who are not jewish or and we have many people who are not religious jews who live here and we want them to we don't want people to be have their bags being checked for chametz and for sandwiches when they come into the hospital but on the other hand we have this very we have a we have a community of people who their values are not necessarily in tandem with that and i think I mean, I don't know if this is a you mean right an ultra orthodox rabbi. An ultra orthodox rabbi might say, "I am worried about security. I'm yeah. worried about the security of a person's the- soul being destroyed by the punishment of chametz." Completely. And so, I understand you think democracy is important, but to me, I have to prioritize my religious obligation as a rabbi. Right. You're saying that's their mindset. Exactly, and I think I don't know if this is the exact correct example, but in some ways, when I think about what happened in Maron last year, I think that that plays into it because I think that there's this desi- desire and and and. Uh, um, uh, like just such a strong uh, precedent of of going to Meron and have and having those celebrations there without thinking beyond the scope of of what's you know the Jewish. What do value I care about these these outsider rules that come from the Western world? Right. Those aren't our rules. Those are foreign rules. I have exactly. to put our rules ahead of their rules. Mm-hmm. I, I think you bring. I fear very, you might be right that that is the. I, I, I think yeah, you bring up. You both bring up a very good point. It's not only about it. The democratic nature of Israel. It's not only about that. It's it's also um, a battle for the Jewish nature of Israel because if you right. a lot of people and including myself are trying to advocate for that the Jewish identity of Israel is not going to be um, enhanced. It's not going to be empowered by forcing other people or coercing or some sort of a religious coercion. Even if somebody that decides not to practice Judaism in the way that I practice it they have they're jewish in israel the majority of israelis are jewish i'm not even speaking about the minority even about the jewish population people consider themselves jewish even if they're not jews by Allah sometimes um, um mm-hmm. when you speak about but people who are jews by Allah, they don't always observe uh, everything in the torah and maybe they have other perceptions and and it's not a binary issue to be a Jew. You can't just, you're a good Jew, you're a bad Jew. If you if you think, if I think that most rabbis, even the most ultra-Orthodox rabbis, who would think 
that um, bringing in, um, um, checking people's bags for Hametz in Pesach wouldn't bring them closer to Judaism, which just will be, just will make them feel bad about the, the notion that this is what Judaism looks like. I even heard a member of Knesset from Shas who's in the opposition. He also said he doesn't, Ultra, yeah, yeah. he's from the ultra-Orthodox, more Sephardic party. And he also said that he objects people people's back being checked in the hospital. He doesn't think this is a solution. I mean, it's obvious that the chief rabbinate went so far extreme that I don't think they represent um, even a small minority in Israel right now in terms of this is not something that has to do with the Jewish nature of Israel. You can argue that um, you have to find solutions for people to be able to, to uh, um, be, you know, if you, if you think that people should, should uh, um, observe Pesach, even if they're not uh, believers, if they, they not want to observe it, you can argue that there are some ways to make them do it. If, for instance, you don't have a cafeteria open, which is not kosher, they won't, won't be able to, to eat or to bring to, uh, to buy something from uh, an official cafeteria, from an official hospital without a kosher certification. You can also argue about that one. But then we can understand that people want um, the, uh, I don't know, the general, the, maybe the public uh, institutions of Israel to hold, to observe Kashrut. But when you speak about the Jewish identity of Israel, does that mean that you need to check with people's bags? How, how is that being, uh, um, how, how, how you can bring people be closer to Judaism by doing that? I think most would agree that it doesn't. The, uh, the, the, the separation of religion and state argument in the history of the United States started with a, a, a Puritan who was so religious he wouldn't go into the church with the other Puritans. He thought they weren't religious enough. And he argued that when the, when the state or the Commonwealth of Massachusetts started punishing people for working on Sunday or things like that, he said, you can't use the government to enforce religion. He said, first of all, like you're saying, it makes people hate religion, so that's bad. But he also said, and, and the words struck me, forced piety reeks in the nostrils of God. When you force people to be religious, you're just, it's offensive in every possible way. So I do think you're right. I think most people do agree that it was an unreasonable rule, even certainly in the Orthodox world. I, I wonder, and, and, you know, and creating this solution, which even if you think you're right, and you're the chief rabbi, is obviously going to create a hundred more problems. I'm going to solve this problem, I think, but you're not because you're just going to create a hundred more problems that are going to bring this problem back, but worse. It's, 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 I guess this is just, on the one hand, it depresses me. On the other hand, this is just a, a state growing up and getting more mature, hopefully, and finding more mature solutions so that we can, like to me, like you're saying, that sign Let's be courteous. If you please don't bring chametz. If you do, please use your own dishes. Because sometimes it's not just uh, patients. It's 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 right. doctors in their office or administrators in their office. Okay, so just don't cook it on the cafeteria plate. Like use your own paper plate. And you, there's no possible halachic problem to that. I think most people, if you ask them, are going to be more than, you know, th there isn't there isn't this movement to make. Orthodox Jews eat chametz in Israel that you have to worry about. Mm -hmm, right. Let, let's build a culture of courtesy mm -hmm. instead of a, a, a culture of conflict. I think would be healthier overall. Couldn't agree more. Hmm. 
All right. So, so basically what you're saying, Tani, is if we're all religious exactly like you, then Israel will be a better place. That's what I'm hearing. No, from no, 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 no. Don't make <laughs> I, I think know, I know. people should be able to practice their own Judaism and we advocate for it. Exactly. But you can, you should, but people should also accept that there are other perceptions of Judaism. There are other uh, practices of Judaism and that's what we should all um, acknowledge. And we should, we should also, I think, uh, dispense with the illusion that it was ever any other exactly. way. That's always the way it is. That's true. And we have to find a way to live together. And uh, Pesach is, it shouldn't be a thing that, that generates anger and strife. Like you're saying, it's such an identity issue. And ultimately, we share so much more than we disagree about. It does make me a little bit sad, but hopefully this is just... We're a young state. So hopefully, Are you optimistic, Tani? Yeah, exactly, Leo. Are you optimistic, Tani, that these things are going to... Well, you know, I think I'm optimistic because I think I feel that the majority of the Israel society understands what we are talking about and understands that you can't just check mm -hmm. in people's bags and, and, you should, and you should find the middle way. You should find a compromise when you can. Um, again, we will always have those extreme voices and some politicians that have a need for a, a, pol you know, a political gain in the short term, but I think in the long term, like you said, we're getting there, we're progressing, we're maturing up, and I think we can find a middle way. Maybe it wouldn't come through um, the politicians sometimes, but they would be, they would get there too. They sometimes have a delay, but they're, they're going to be there. Exactly. That's why I like the idea of the sign. Let's just solve it among us. We don't need government or, or, or a chief rabbinate to solve. We'll just figure it out by being polite and caring right. about just each other. Just give power to we'll the communities, to. and I think we would be able to regulate Bingo. Ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like I was right, Tony. I think you were the perfect guest for this topic. So uh, we thank you very, very much for your time and for your thoughtful explanations. Um, and I'm sure this... Look, it, it, again... Uh, Hopefully next year we'll be able to do a Pesach episode that's just uh, on a more positive topic and not about conflict, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Great. Okay. Glad to be here. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you, Liel. And we don't have to end the Zoom, but it is the end of the episode, so I'm stopping the recording. Bye-bye. Masah Israel Journey is dedicated to shaping a promising future for the young Jewish individual, the global Jewish community, and the connection to the State of Israel. Masah offers life-transforming, long-term opportunities in Israel that allows fellows to create their own future. Check out MasahIsrael.org for more info.